Hello, this is Alex Granado, Senior Reporter for Education NC, and you're listening to Ed Talk. Today I'm talking with Bonnie Fusarelli. She is a professor at the North Carolina State University College of Education, and she is the director of the Northeast Leadership Academy. Hi, Bonnie. Thanks for being here. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me. So, Bonnie, I'm just going to start by asking you to tell our listeners what the Northeast Leadership Academy is. Sure, Alex. That's a great question. So the Northeast Leadership Academy is a principal preparation program that is specifically designed to turn around historically low-performing schools. We got our start in 2009. Um, We had a funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to create a design for the program. And we graduated our first cohort of students in 2012, and we've been going strong ever since. Um, We're on our 11th iteration of the program. Um, And so uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about what it looks like for aspiring principals coming into the program. Uh, What are they doing at the Leadership Academy? What kind of curriculum are they going through? How are they being prepared to tackle low-performing schools? Sure, Alex. So I think one of the most important things that we do is we have rigorous selection within our Leadership Academy. And since the Northeast Leadership Academy began, we've actually expanded from our original seven counties to now we're serving over 25 and so it, the each iteration of our cohort our leadership academy has changed a little bit over time to meet the specific needs of the district with it with we're working and so we start though by trying to get the very best people possible we ask school district leaders our alumni and others to to identify people with high leadership potential. We then take those individuals, we recruit them, we we talk to them about what our expectations are, and we have a very robust candidate assessment day where we take our students through experiential activities where we get to see them interacting with the teacher, interacting with the student, doing role plays, and a lot of other activities that really helps us to get to know the potential of the candidates that we're looking at. And that's very different than a typical program which is really making admissions decisions based on GPA and, um, and test scores. So our, our selection process is so well regarded that we had a group from seven different universities and the University Council for Educational Administration who came to witness our program along with the Wallace Foundation this past January where we just selected 34 students for our most recent iteration of the program. So you asked a little bit about leadership academies and how are they different. And our, our academy is different than the typical Masters of School Administration program because we have three different components. Instead of it just being coursework, which we do have a requirement for coursework, we also have programmatic requirements and district requirements. So our coursework to begin with is customized for the specific context of the districts within with whom we're working at that particular time. The program requirements go beyond the coursework. They're learning experiences that deeply embed our students in in developmental processes. They can include retreats. They can include going to conferences. They can include going to policy institutes and things like that that are really rich experiences. We do a lot of school site visits. And I think probably one of the most important components is the full-time, year-round, or (laughs) year-long principal residency. And we call our internship a principal residency because it goes beyond a typical seat hour type of internship. Our students are actually taking on leadership and they're, taking, they're doing projects that are improving that particular school. Finally, they're district requirements. 
Those district requirements are ones that we work with our partners to decide what is it that the district really wants aspiring leaders within their district to know and be able to do right out the gate. And so those, are, those look different for every iteration and with every partnership, but they're really important because at the very beginning of the program, our district partners are already seeing our students as their next generation of leaders. So I hope that helps, gives you a little context. And so, you know, this is kind of a specialized instruction for aspiring principals. This is not the way that principals have always been trained. Can you talk a little bit about uh, kind of the way principals used to become principals versus kind of this model of principal training? Sure, Alex. I'll give you the example that I went through. And at the time, I went through one of the best programs in the country um, to get my principal licensure. But even that was, um, I would teach a typical full day at school, and then I would have to drive a fairly long distance to get to the local university, which then I took classes at night. And those classes ran till about 10 o'clock at night, in which time I had to drive over an hour back home and, um, and then start the school day the next day. Those courses were typically taught by former superintendents, former principals, but who hadn't really been in the practice in a very long time. And so they were... The, the courses really were listening to a lot of war stories and a lot of theory about here's how it maybe should be done. And we also had an internship requirement, which was one of the highest in that state at the time, but it wasn't anything that required you to leave your classroom. So we could do our internship hours during our lunch period, supervising a school dance counted. And so really it was counting how many hours you were actually engaging in some sort of experience instead of have you mastered the skills to be a leader? And so even though I graduated from a program that was very highly regarded and still is, I felt really unprepared. And I wanted to make sure that when, when I became a principal, I mean, when I became a professor teaching principals, I wanted to make sure that our students felt prepared and ready to go day one. And so instead of hearing war stories, they do things. And we have a very purposeful sequencing of our curriculum. And it's a spiraling, a spiraling curriculum because students, when they first come into the program, are still thinking like teachers. And it takes some time to take that, that mind shift, if you will, from a teacher's viewpoint to a leader's viewpoint. And so we have to come back and hit topics again and again, developmentally moving them up to the next la layer of um, understanding. And so I think that that purposeful design and having everything is um, linked, all of our courses are integrated, our professors talk to each other, we have planning sessions. And so it's, it's a program versus being a sequence of courses. And that is, I think, what makes NC State's program very unique. So I'm going to ask a stupid question, um, kind, of, kind of to make a point, uh, which is, uh, why do principal? Why is it important for principals to have all this training? Isn't it just something you could learn on the job? Well, that's a great question, and there, I think that one of the value adds that having a university-based principal preparation program is is that we really can engage full time in thinking about and pushing. Uh, leadership practices. So if you're a district official who wants to develop leaders, that might be one tangent of your job. It's not something that you're engaged in research on and really embedding yourself in the national conversations. And I think that that's something that we're able to do as a university-based um, principal preparation program. So um, back in Sept last September, Best NC had a, their educational innovation lab, and the focus of that lab was the role of the principal. And I think out of that came um, a series of videos and other things, but 
I asked my students to send us in examples of the type of things that they've had to do as a principal that they didn't anticipate having to do. And just from those examples, we were able to really illustrate just how complex the work of a principal is. It's everything from filling out the, the roach report on you know bug infestation in your building to dealing with a tragedy where a student has, has passed away. Or our funniest example probably was our um, principal on the first day on her job had to deliver a baby in the women's restroom. It was a teacher who went into labor early and they're in a rural area and couldn't get an ambulance there. Now, we can't train people for delivering a baby necessarily. We do do biohazard training, but we can't train people for those sort of things. But what we train them on are protocols for thinking. And so what do you have? What are the check throughs that you have to go through? What are the, the role plays help them to prepare? for what are the things I need to be thinking about in my decisions at this particular moment. And that came full circle with that same student actually um, had to had a parent who came into her rural building with a loaded nine millimeter threatening to kill a teacher. And she was able to talk that person down, get the school locked down and get the police to um, handle the situation without anybody being hurt. You can't learn that online. You can't learn that from textbooks. You learn that from practice, and you learn that from engaging and practice and feedback from real people. And that's what we do at NC State. And so it's generally understood that having strong leadership in a school is important for you know how kids are taught, how how uh, well they achieve, how much they learn. Um, but can you talk a little bit more specifically about what we know about the importance of principals in schools? Principals are second only to the teacher in the building in, in terms of impact on student achievement. And we used to think, back in 2004, a guy named Leithwood did a major important study that showed that it was about 25% of student achievement could be attributed to the, the school principal. More research, recent research says that it's even higher than that. But 25% is really significant. And the way that they manage to impact student academic achievement is because they help to select the teachers that are in the building, they help to coach those teachers to higher performance, and they help to exit people from the profession that really shouldn't be teaching because they aren't willing to grow and learn. And so we've seen more emphasis in recent General Assembly sessions on principal preparation. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and about how we might see uh, principal preparation change, how we might see NELA change? So NELA is, has changed in every iteration based on the data that we have from the performance of our graduates and based from input and feedback from our superintendent partners. Every iteration has been different. And we really appreciate the, the General Assembly's support for leadership development here in the state of North Carolina. And the Improving Principal Preparation Program grant has been really important to spreading the ideas of best practices around principal preparation across the state. But I think one thing that is really important, though, is that, we, that there's a clear understanding that all these programs can't and shouldn't look alike. That you can't have you know, them doing the exact same things for the exact same costs, et cetera, because that really stifles innovation. And the needs of one district are very different from the needs of another district. So what we needed to teach and train our students to do in Northeast North Carolina, where there is a shortage of teachers and probably will be for a long time, is really about coaching teachers to excellence. We do that same thing here with our weight cohort, coaching teachers to excellence. But they also have an opportunity to replace those teachers a little more readily if they aren't performing at the standards that they need. And so being nimble and having a program that allows flexibility and um, 
deferment to our professional judgment about what students need to be able to be high-performing leaders, I think it's really important. Uh, and so, as you said, you've been around since 2010, so there are principals out there in North Carolina now who've come through the program. Do you all check up on them to see how they're doing? Um, do, do they come back and tell you how what they learned here has affected them on the job? Absolutely. And actually, them coming back and telling us how they've learned on the job and the impact they've had is probably the most rewarding part of the job for me personally. Um, we track every single graduate. We know where they are, what, what, where they've taught, what the performance records of the schools were before they came in and after they came, they've been there. So that takes a lot of energy and time though because there aren't currently systems to track the performance of graduates. Um, we have somebody who literally her job is to call every single graduate every single month. And um, sometimes our graduates are kind of avoid those answering those calls <laughs> because they feel like they don't have anything to update us on. But the, the point is that we try to keep really in constant contact with them because otherwise you really lose that. So that's been really an important part. We have a Wallace Foundation grant and the Wallace Foundation has a $47 million initiative called Improving Principal Preparation, uh, University-Based Principal Preparation. And that program has been really important for us because we're able to develop a system, a data collection system, that is gonna help us track our graduates. We're calling it a leadership development dashboard. And it's gonna help us track the performance of our graduates, every single one, and pull in publicly available data so that at any given time we can see how are they doing compared to others so we can tweak and, and improve our program. And we're really, over the next year or so, gonna be talking with all of our sister universities to see if they might be interested in becoming a part of that, that work because we think it'll help all of us to get better. Well, Bonnie, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. We've been talking with Bonnie Fusarelli. She is a professor at North Carolina State University's College of Education, and she's the director of the Northeast Leadership Academy. And I'm Alex Granados, senior reporter for Education NC, and you've been listening to Ed Talk. Thanks for listening. <laughs>